Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Hi, welcome to the I Hate Reading Podcast, the show where I read out loud, not because I want to, but because I have to. I hate reading because I can't stand the sound of silence. I'm not good at reading, but I'm great at talking. So let's get started. Kingdom Hearts, Roxas's story, The Sixth Day. We got it. Turn the page. You ready for the greatest story ever told? I'm not. The city was covered in darkness. The glow of the neon signs here and there, in their attempt to alleviate the gloom, made the darkness only deeper. In the dimness, blacker shadows crawled, wriggling up from the ground and taking shape as heartless. They had me surrounded. I held a weapon in each hand, two keyblades, as I cut down the heartless. The thrill of the fight surged through me. I looked up at the dark sky. There was a boy standing up there on a rooftop with silver hair and a blindfold covering his eyes. He appeared to be about the same age as me, but I couldn't be sure. Like me, he wore a black cloak. However, it was clear he wasn't one of us. I hurled a keyblade at him. He caught it and jumped down the building toward me. I jumped up to head him off. And in the instant we passed in front of a neon sign, I was sure he would see the face hidden under my hood. We both kicked off from the building and landed on the ground at nearly the same time. In the next moment, all the heartless nearby scattered, and we leaped back to make some distance between us. He held my keyblade as if it were perfectly natural. Apparently, he could handle a weapon that shouldn't have even stayed in his hand. He rushed at me with the keyblade. The clang of the metal on metal sounded. The sparks flew. We were matched for strength. Well, maybe I was a little stronger. Maybe with another flurry of sparks, he fell. Why? Why do you have the keyblade? He cried. That was exactly what I wanted to know. Why was I born? Why am I here? Why am I fighting you? And how can you use a keyblade too? Shut up, I shouted, and brought the keyblade down to finish him. Roxas heaved himself up in his bed. That dream hadn't been like the others. It wasn't Sora and the others. It was me. I was in the dream myself. He climbed out of bed and looked back at the window, in time to see a pigeon flap its wings and fly away. Wondering about the dream, he got dressed and headed out. Today was the day of the investigation. Maybe then we'll understand what's behind all those weird things happening to me. He checked the clock. It was already past the time he was supposed to meet them. He hopped onto his skateboard and sped over to the hangout. Once he arrived, he leaned the skateboard against the wall outside then took a deep breath and went in. The other three were already there, discussing something. Man, I could not sleep last night. Scratching his head, Roxas walked over to join his friends. Guys? He reached out to tap Hainer's shoulder, and his hand passed through. The three of them seemed to be involved in an animated conversation, but even though they moved and acted like they were talking, he couldn't hear their voices. They saw something and burst out laughing, completely silent. And then they slipped past him, out of their usual spots. What? Roxas mumbled. There was a single photograph resting on the unused water tank they'd been cluttered around. It was the picture from in front of the haunted mansion, with Hainer, Pence, Olette, and no Roxas. He ran outside after them, the low rays of sun streaking into the alley, as dazzling as usual, but there were no other people out. He was about to head for Market Street, when he felt a presence from behind him. A dark shape appeared, and then... Someone stumbled out from it. Axel. <sighs> Look what it's come to, Axel said. 
I've been given some pretty nasty orders. Destroy you if you refuse to come back with me. Roxas stared hard at him. What was it Naminé had said? We're best friends, right? What was it she'd told him? Roxas didn't have any memories like that himself. We were friends. Well, sure, but I'm not going to get turned into a dusk for... Hey, wait, you remember now? Uh, yeah, Roxas faltered. It wasn't really true. He didn't remember it. Any of it. Great! That's half a page. We're at half a page. There's 1,200 of these. Axel looked genuinely happy. Very much so. Roxas' chest tightened just a little, but he couldn't let himself worry about that. Axel had just said he was going to destroy Roxas. If he found out that Roxas didn't really remember, he probably would go ahead and do it. You know, I, I gotta make sure, Axel went on, his expression still bright. So, l let's see. What's our boss's name? Seizing the chance while Axel's guard was down, Roxas picked up a stick from the ground. Roxas? Axel said, anxious now. Roxas settled into a fighting stance, holding the stick like a sword. Come on! I can't believe this, Axel muttered. The stick in Roxas' hand transformed into a keyblade. Axel! But when Roxas called his name, Axel readied his chakrams. And then, he stopped moving. He was... paused. Just like before, when Naminé had helped him in the sandlot. The deep voice spoke from somewhere. Roxas! To the mansion. The time has come. The mansion? Time for what? Never mind that. I want to see my friends. Hayner! Roxas called. Pence! There was no reply. Olette! The town was silent. He couldn't hear a sound. In front of him, frozen in time, was his best friend, Axel. But Axel was never my best friend. He couldn't have been. Or I would remember him. My friends are the only ones who live here. Hayner, Pence, and Olette. He shouted their names again. Hayner! Pence! Olette! His voice echoed in the empty twilight town. Meanwhile, we have intruders, Diz said. He stood up. Oh, sorry. I have to enunciate the he. He stood up and peered at the screen, which showed a map of Twilight Town, with glowing dots representing the intruders. And the dots were multiplying. That's so good, he murmured, gripping a sword that looked like a demon's wing. What happened to Naminé? Diz asked, just as he was heading out. She's in her room as usual. And what about disposing of her? He could feel the weight of Diz's stare on his back. But he didn't turn around to reply. It can still be done, even after Sora wakes up. It's already time. Roxas will be here at the mansion any moment. I don't know what you're scheming, but everything is proceeding in line with my theories. At that, he finally looked at Diz. Your objective isn't the same as mine. I hope you don't forget that. A faint smile came to Diz's face, or maybe he only imagined it. When Sora wakes up, this alliance between us is over, right? Diz glared at him, wordlessly, never taking his eyes off his unhidden face. With a faint smile, he left the room. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, time began to move again. Axel heaved an enormous sigh. <sighs> Apparently, they were still better at playing the situation. <sighs> so the Roxas I know is gone. Axel mumbled to confirm to himself. Fine, I see how it is. He glowered at the setting sun. Was Roxas really gone? What could Axel do to find him again? Soon, Sora would wake up. How could he separate Sora and Roxas? This is bad, Axel frowned. A dark space 
yawned behind him as he vanished into it. Meanwhile, again, Roxas dashed away to the haunted mansion. Here and there in town, those silver creatures, the dusks, were appearing. Why? What was happening to Twilight Town? That's one page, ladies and gentlemen. One page. One page. There's three more to go, and I think I'm done for now. Maybe we'll come back to it. Probably not. Normally, I would power through and suffer, but I think that's a good place to stop there. Hello, hello, hello. It is much later, and I am now recording. It has been like a week. This show has been on hiatus for a very long time, and I'm just trying to get it done now. It's slowing the pipeline down. Let's do it. Hainer, Pence, Olette, murmuring their names under his breath like a magic spell, he slashed the keyblade at any dusks who crossed his path. If he made it through the wall and into the forest, he'd reach the haunted mansion. And there, he should be able to find out something. Hainer! He was always doing ridiculous things with Roxas. They fought together in the struggle, and sometimes they actually quarreled. But they would always make up soon enough. Pence! Their chowhound friend was kind and thoughtful. He was good with computers, too. Always keeping up with what's happening around town and sharing the news. Holette! She was always smiling, honest and conscientious. The one who kept the rest of them in line. He would never believe that those three weren't his friends. He couldn't believe it. And not just them, but Cypher and his gang, too. And everyone in town. All of them. All of them were his friends. He wouldn't think otherwise. He'd make it through the forest. Why? He murmured as he gazed up at the haunted mansion. The gate was shut as tight as ever, with its giant lock. Don't call me here and then lock me out. Behind him, dusks were crowding and jostling, trying to get at him. Suddenly, a memory from those dreams came into his head. A huge keyhole. And in his hand... The keyblade. How had Sora opened those things in the dreams? Roxas stepped back a bit from the gate and held up the keyblade, pointing it at the lock. Beam of light shot from the keyblade, and the gate opened. There, Roxas didn't look back once before charging into the mansion. As the silver things moved to follow Roxas, a man in a black cloak blocked their way. The gate drew slowly shut at its back. Dusks surrounded him. The weapon he held was a sword like a demon's wing, soul eater. Come and get it, he taunted the things. All at once, they rushed him. The interior of the mansion was dusty and dim. But why did Roxas feel like he knew this place? Up on the second story, down the hall, there should be... He rushed through the foyer and up the stairs, taking them two at a stride. The dusks were still coming after him, but they seemed weak now. When he thought back to the first time he'd fought one of them, he could hardly believe that they were the same creatures. The keyblade felt light in his hand, too. He couldn't have said whether the difference was in himself or in the things around him. He opened the door at the end of the second-story hall. This is, somehow, he'd known what he would find. The white room to Namane the day before. Drawings covered the walls. Roxas examined them, one by one, with the attention he hadn't had the chance to give them yesterday. Namane had called herself a witch who could control people's memories. These drawings pinned to the walls were sketches she'd made of someone's memories, of Sora's and his own. He passed in front of a certain drawing. Someone dressed in black was running through a dark building. That's me. The moment he realized that, pain shot through his skull, and his mind went back in time. I was walking in a dark city, only lit by neon signs. The same as the dream I had this morning. Axel stood there, like he'd been waiting for me. I felt my resolve waver when I saw him. Your mind's made up, he said when I passed by him. I turned back to him. Why did the Keyblade choose me? I have to know. There had always been these inaccessible memories in my heart. Things I'd never seen. People I'd never met. 
Why was it that I could wield the Keyblade? Why was I separated from Sora? Why did I come into being at all? I wanted to know. You can't turn on the organization, Axel cried. He remembered. I was in the organization. Roxas rubbed at his throbbing temples and turned around. Namine was there, quiet. Organization 13? They're a bad bunch, he said, to tell himself. Namine shook her head and looked at the floor as she spoke. Bad or good, I don't know. They're a group of incomplete people who want to be whole. And to that end, they're searching desperately for something, Roxas asked. She raised her eyes at him and took a tiny breath. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts? He couldn't stifle a smile as he repeated the words. Funny, Hamane questioned his reaction. No, it's just... He took a step towards her, shaking his head. I think I've been running away from the question I really want to ask. What's going to happen to me? Just tell me. Nothing else really matters anymore. Just wanted to know. What's going to happen to me? Why did all this happen? Hainer, Penn, Solette, Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Namine, and Axel, and the man in black. People he knew, and people he didn't. Maybe he didn't know the people he did know. He wasn't sure which of which anymore. You are... Namine began, but then she flickered and vanished. Some kind of mirage. Namine! Roxas dashed to the space where she'd been standing, and a man appeared there in a flash of light. The man in red. The one who appeared when Axel was talking to me, the day of the struggle. The dusts appeared as quickly as they were defeated, but he kept on cutting down the silver creatures. Then a scream pierced the air. Help! Please! He turned. It sounded like someone he knew, like her. But it was Namine standing in front of the gate. In that instant, there was no doubt whose nobody she was. Please, don't let me hurt Roxas anymore. She clung desperately to his back. We, nobodies, were never meant to exist. But this, it's horrible. He lowered Soul Eater and held her close. A voice spoke from among the dusks. So, is Roxas inside? Axel! Namine murmured. He looked up to find a red-haired man standing there, probably a member of the organization. He lifted Soul Eater again. Who are you? He growled. Axel only readied his chakrams in reply. Namine spoke up into the tension. Axel, he's Roxas's friend, a nobody and a member of the organization, but he... Axel smirked and cut her off. Let me tell you something, Namine. You and I both want the same thing. Got it memorized? Namine shook her head. It's the same... And it isn't. But I don't have time to explain. Listen to them. He glared hard at Axel. I'm sorry, Axel. Just as Namine spoke, a black portal opened behind her and him. It swallowed them, and they were gone. Hey, what gives? Axel ran to the empty space. Nothing was there but the gate locked tight. The man in the red cape spoke a measured pace. There is no knowledge that has the power to change your fate. Even if it doesn't, I still want to know. I have the right to know. Roxas said, his voice hushed. No matter what, he wanted to understand what his fate was. What was going to happen to him? A nobody has no rights. Not even the right to exist. But what is a nobody? Roxas shouted, losing his cool. But then the man in the black cloak appeared between them from a dark portal. Diz, we're out of time. The dusks are everywhere. As if following the sound of his cry, another dark portal materialized behind Diz. Roxas! It was Namine who stepped out of it, now loud and urgent. Nobody's like us or only half a person. You won't disappear. You'll be whole again. I'm going to disappear, Roxas said. He turned and seized Namine by the arm. No more of this mutiny. No. No. 
You won't disappear. You'll... Naminé began to tell Roxas, but Diz clamped a hand over her mouth and pulled her with him toward the portal. Hey, wait! Roxas ran to them, or tried to. The man in the black cloak was in his way, struggling with all her might. Naminé wriggled away from Diz's suffocating hand and raised her voice. Roxas, we'll meet again, and then we'll be able to talk about everything. I may not know it's you, and you may not know it's me, but we'll meet again. I promise. I know we will. No. Wait. Roxas tried to get to them, but before his eyes, Naminé vanished, dragging into the dark. Naminé! The portal closed up, and the man in the black robe disappeared, too. What? What just happened? Roxas mumbled, stunned, and then he yelled. What's going on? He flung his arm out in frustration and hit a chair, and a single drawing fell from a jostled table. It was a picture of Roxas and Sora holding hands. Diz released Naminé's arm and shoved her away. She fell to the floor of the computer room. On the screen was an image of Sora. Meanwhile, he helped Naminé to her feet. Why were nobody's born? Why did we have to exist at all? You know the answers, don't you? Naminé demanded, holding her hand as she pulled herself up. I bear no obligation to give them to you, Diz replied without looking at her. Don't you remember? I'm a witch. He burst out laughing at her, spun around, his cape fluttering behind him. <laughs> you think you can compel me? Didn't you make a promise to Sora and Riku? I didn't promise you anything, Naminé retorted. She hadn't. Naminé had not made a promise to Diz. The promise I made was, I shall not tell you one more thing, Diz said. If you hadn't gone to such lengths in the first place, Roxas would not be in as much pain. Isn't that so? Knowing something painful is still far better than not knowing. Being able to help someone is better, even if it hurts. I have no memories at all. I don't know anything, just like the replica. So I want to know. Roxas is the same way. And what good will that do? Just as Diz shot down her argument, he noticed that behind him, the screen was alerting them to something. Naminé did, too. An intruder in the mansion. Most likely Axel. What do you know, Diz? Naminé demanded. When he realized what she was doing, he instinctively sensed that he shouldn't inform Diz. She kept interrogating him. What are you trying to do? Revenge, he replied, even before Diz could answer her. Behind Diz, the screen told them that Roxas had infiltrated the computer room in the simulated mansion, and Axel was lying in wait for him. Axel, Roxas's best friend, he said that he and Naminé both wanted the same thing. The same and not the same, she told him. If he were in Axel's place, he wouldn't be able to destroy Roxas. He knew that much. That meant they were buying Roxas time right now. It shouldn't cause any problems. This old man is just using us to get his own personal revenge, he said. Isn't that right? Do you really want to betray me, Ansem? Diz's voice shook with anger. But then Diz reflected. If Ansem was going to betray him, it wouldn't be the first time. On the second story of the mansion, in a room opposite of the white room Naminé had occupied, Roxas was running down a hidden staircase that led down to the basement. There was only one thing he knew. They'd led me here, and now I have to keep going. Even if I turn back, I won't regain anything that's important to me. Beyond the basement door, there was enormous computer setup. The monitor showed an image of Sora. The headache came back. The memories were returning. Shut up! I brought down the keyblade, and darkness surged from him unbelievably strong. He was on his feet again, and he looked like someone else, but I didn't have the chance to see who. 
The fierce rush of darkness threw me back, and then he brought me into the computer room in the basement. My head was pounding, and I could hear two people talking. Will it work? asked the man in the black cloak, the one who defeated me. If we can maintain the simulated town until Nominate finishes chaining together Sora's memories. That was the man in the red cape. What will happen to Roxas? He holds half of Sora's power with him. In the end, he'll have to give it back. Until then, he'll need another personality to throw off his pursuers. Another personality? Did I become someone else? Simulated town. Is that Twilight Town? Then what about Hainer Pensanolet? Poor thing, murmured the man in black. It's only a nobody, said the one in red. Only a nobody? What is a nobody? The memory that returned so painfully to his head was a horrible, unwelcoming truth. In Roxas's hand, the keyblade shone. He winced, holding back the tears stinging his eyes. He struck out at the computer with the keyblade over and over. All his memories were fake. And not just his memories, his friends, even the town, everything. It was all fake. How? Roxas stared at the smashed computer. Then, behind him, a door opened. He ran to it, and Axel was waiting. Roxas mumbled his name. Do you really remember me this time? I'm flattered. A mean, twisted face came to Axel as he conjured his chakrams. I really don't, though, Roxas thought. And I don't know why you're following me. Naminé had said Axel was his best friend. Then why was Axel trying to destroy him? But more than that, everything about his situation was so disgusting. He was so upset, it made him sick. Too late, though, Axel yelled. Flames erupted in the air around him. If Axel wants to destroy me, fine, he can try. The moment Roxas felt the power coursing into him, with a flash of light, a keyblade appeared to each of his hands. Two! Axel fumed and rushed in to attack, but Roxas crossed the keyblades and blocked. Huh? Not bad, Roxas. Axel grinned, and then another memory came flooding back. In the city lit only by neon lights, Axel shouted at me. You get on their bad side and they'll destroy you. This happened right after the memory that came to me in the white room. No one would miss me, retorted, and started to walk away. That's not true. I would. At the time, I pretended not to hear him. We nobodies have no hearts. How would we be able to miss someone? But now, I understand how he felt. Roxas flung Axel back with the keyblades so that he fell to his knees. Roxas couldn't bring himself to deal the final blow. Axel! That's right. We were the only pair of best friends in the organization. Let's meet again. In the next life. A dark mist rose around Axel as he spoke. Yeah, I'll be waiting. Silly. Just because you have a next life. Axel was breathing hard, his shoulders heaving, as the darkness swallowed him up. Roxas didn't look away until after he disappeared. A train pulled into Twilight Town. The ghost train. Decorated violet. The passenger who disembarked wore a black cloak like the organization members. He was fairly short, and the hood of the cloak couldn't quite hide his two big ears. King Mickey hopped swiftly down the stairs from the platform and dashed out into town. As Diz trembled with rage, he answered quietly, No, I'm not betraying you. You said our alliance would hold until Sora wakes up. Well, that's about to happen. Everything until then is up to you. But after that, I, we, can take care of things on our own. He had no intention of getting involved in someone else's revenge plot. Besides, he wanted to help Naminé, who was her nobody, and Roxas, who was Sora's nobody. What Sora's nobody wanted was probably the same as what Sora himself wanted. 
where nobody's really not supposed to exist? Did that mean none of them could be allowed to exist? It was like the duality of light and darkness. The worlds weren't made only of light. The darkness wasn't always evil. I found those answers for myself. And even if nobodies were supposed to exist, that didn't mean it was okay to hurt them. Namine called him by his name. Riku? I'm not Riku, he said. I'm handsome. Let's go, Namine. Riku took Namine by the hand and made to leave. Where? she asked uncertainly. I'm a nobody, she thought. Where could I possibly go? Well, it's like someone's here to tell us, Riku said. Huh? Namine could sense that Riku was smiling under his hood, and she looked up at him. You make sure Sora wakes up properly, he told Diz. Roxas is about to reach the room where Sora is. Weren't you planning to leave the rest to Sora himself? He didn't know what had happened between Roxas and Axel, but he'd been right not to interfere with it. Roxas, heading for the pod room, told them that much. <laughs> Diz laughed softly. Riku didn't like it. What's so funny? Oh, nothing. I'll go and meet Roxas. His parting words. Diz vanished. Come on, Namine, Riku said, squeezing her hand. Okay. The reality is harsh, he thought, but still going. Riku and Namine left the room in silence. This place looked like the room where Namine had been. White walls, white ceiling, even a white floor. In the middle of the floor was some kind of pod shaped like a flower bud. Axel in front of it, the man in the red cape stood silently. At last, Diz said, the Keyblade's chosen one. Who are you talking to? Roxas snapped, glaring at him. Me or Sora? To half of Sora, of course. You reside in darkness. What I need is someone who can move about the realm of light and destroy Organization 13. Diz's voice was a low rumble. Why? Who are you? I am a servant of the world. And if I am a servant, you are at best a tool. As if his own words amused him, Diz started to chuckle. <laughs> was that supposed to be a joke? Because I'm not laughing. Roxas lunged at Diz, swinging the keyblade, but it passed right through him with no impact. Sorry to disappoint, Diz said, but this is only a projection made of data. Roxas screamed in wordless fury. <laughs> Sorrow, rage, hate. What was he supposed to do with those feelings? The best he could do, hack wildly at Diz with the Keyblade. Even if it was just an illusion, he had to take out those feelings on it, or else he would explode. Over here, Diz vanished and reappeared. He backed up against the pod, looking down at Roxas. I, I hate you so much, Roxas spat. You should share some of that hatred with Sora. He's far too kind. No, my heart belongs to me. Roxas brought the Keyblade down on him, but Diz vanished again, and the Keyblade struck the pod. Huh? The petals came quickly open. Sora? Sora floated inside the pod like a cloud, his eyes closed. My other half, my... The boy sleeping there wasn't a dream, he was real. I'm jealous, Roxas murmured. Sora looked so peaceful. It made him sad. He stepped closer to the boy in the pod. And here's the, the saddest line in history. Looks like my summer vacation is over. As he spoke softly, light engulfed them. A sweet, peaceful light. A light that was complete. Sora. At Roxas's whisper, he awoke. The end. That's where I'm going to end it. I've loved doing this show, but I don't have enough time to do it. I wanted to at least finish it. Finish the story I was telling. And I don't think of a more poignant moment to end it all than with Roxas's death. 
the overall story of these two seasons of I Hate Reading about Riku's story going from chasing after Sora until becoming Ansem and Roxas's story desperately clinging to a life that isn't real. It's sad and it's beautiful and I think it's the best story in Kingdom Hearts. There are other stories that are pretty close that maybe one day I will record. The story of Xion is particularly intense, but that is its own movie you can watch. You don't need me to tell that story. This story, on the other hand, takes place over two games in a secret mode and then a separate game tutorial that no one understands and everybody hates because it's a tutorial that you don't want. But it's actually an incredibly good story. And I've tried to record it for the last six months and I've been on and off and it's been stressful and I thought I had a whole other chapter I had to read. But looking at it now, the next chapter is about Sora. The seventh day is just the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. So I feel like this is the perfect moment to end this series. I've been loving doing this, but getting myself to do it and scheduling time for this is very difficult. And as much as I want to continue this show, the last three episodes of the show have completely slowed down all my other stuff. I have so many backed up podcast recordings of other shows that haven't been coming out because I just wanted to finish this story. I haven't posted a video to YouTube in three months, not because of this story, because I've been busy streaming every day for 58 days in a row. And this is the first day I've had where I could wake up early before the stream and I had energy and I was ready to record. And I think I've done it. Roxas' story is a sad story, an eldritch story, almost Lovecraftian, of a person in a town that isn't real, learning that they aren't real, and that their whole life is a dream, and their dreams are real. It's like the quote from the original Kingdom Hearts, a far-off memory that's like a scattered dream, a scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. I want to line the pieces up, yours and mine. That perfectly encapsulates what Kingdom Hearts 2's intro is, and what Chain of Memories is. And I like that I started Chain of Memories halfway through, that I didn't even start at the beginning. It's in this vague, weird space. I don't know if anyone's ever going to watch this or finish this show. Maybe one day someone will. Maybe one day I'll go back and listen to it. But I hope this was enjoyable. I Hate Reading is going to go on hiatus for a while, maybe a long time. It might come back in a different form. I might read something else, or I might come back to the book. I'm going to keep reading this book off recording because it needs to get done, and I want to make more Kingdom Hearts videos because it's been months since I did that. So, with the most poignant words in Kingdom Hearts, I guess my summer vacation is over. Goodbye. Also, you know, watch my other stuff. I do, I stream every single day on Twitch, and uh, occasionally I put out six-minute YouTube videos that I spend two weeks on that get no views. So <laughs> if you want to support me, come to the Twitch and hang out. Ask me questions. I'd love to talk about Kingdom Hearts. I never get to talk about it. Um, and maybe I'll even play it if I get enough viewers. Anyway, bye! <laughs>